Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Britton. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. And as we were talking about talking, we thought we could talk about pets and uh, homeowners associations. Yeah, it's a really common question we have uh, when we sit down with new clients when they're thinking about what property types they want to explore. And quite often we hear from people who are renting, well, one of the reasons we want to buy a place is that we've never been allowed to have a dog or a cat or a chinchilla or an iguana, and we want to buy a place so we can have that. I would just like to point out for the record that no one has actually said chinchilla or iguana yet. Oh, they will. They will. They might not have said it to us, but... I like your optimism. So, yeah. So, you know, people want to buy a place so that they can do their own thing. And, of course, doing your own thing in communal living is uh, two separate ideas. So, condos have HOAs, and HOAs always have rules about animals. Um, so, so, yeah. So, let's talk about animals. So, woof, woof, meow. I don't know what sound a chinchilla makes or an iguana makes. So yeah, the obviously cats and dogs are the most common pets that we see, and in in condos throughout the city, there are CCNRs that restrict the ownership of pets. Covenants, conditions, and restrictions. They are a set of recorded documents that govern what you can and can't do when you live in a condo. And today we're focusing on the critter part of the CCNRs. And here in San Francisco, your use restrictions are almost always in Section 7. And in fact, if you want to fast forward to the pet section, it's almost always Section (laughs) 7.6. Not that we've looked for the pet restrictions ever. Although that's more on the the smaller buildings that have been done by a a local attorney. But yeah, one of the, the most common ways that people will restrict is obviously the number of animals. Um, two is very common. However, from time to time, we see uh, CCNRs that say zero. And that is, um, that's actually a throwback to a time when HOAs were allowed to say zero. And they're not. They're not. It was probably five, six years ago, I believe. Um, time flies. Like, it was somewhere okay. in the downturn. That um, it is now state law that HOAs are required to allow one pet per unit. They are allowed to restrict by breed, weight, and um, other size numbers, numbers beyond one, but you have to, to let them have one. Yeah. And the other interesting part about that is for any existing HOA or existing CCNRs, if you amend or update uh, and you have a zero pet policy, you have to amend or update and, and allow one animal. Yes, it's state law now. So yes. yay for the pets. Go pets go. So, uh, you know, obviously restricting by number is, is not really complicated if you can count. Um, but there are lots of other restrictions. We see the, the next probably most common being around weight, uh, which presents, it sounds very straightforward until you kind of dig into it. And we actually know some associations that have a scale. <laughs> they weigh the pet. Say there's a 45-pound weight limit, you buy a dog, and... No, you go to the rescue shelter and you adopt well, a dog. Well, of course you do. You you adopt a dog. Right. I'm sorry. Of or course. Cat. And cats... Can I be like the prices right and say always spare new to your animal? Yes. Okay, thanks. Anyway, as I was saying, there are there is an HOA that we know of where we had a listing where the pet policy was um, kind of ridiculous because 
it was so detailed and it said that the pet had to be weighed. I don't, and I mean, I believe it said that if it, the pet were outside the weight limits that they could require the, that the owner give the pet away. But I wonder if they would really do that. I would, I mean, say it's 40 pounds. If you had a 42 pound dog, would totally, you? Totally. So uh, what I would do if it was my 42 pound dog is I would harken back to my, uh, like the days of wrestling in high school. I would go get the dog like a rubber dog outfit and it would go for a jog, lose a couple pounds, except dogs don't sweat. So this wouldn't obviously work for a dog. I would just and this hurt is it. animal abuse. Right. Um, so this is not what we would actually do. Um, but it's just this incredibly like strange visual I've got going of like what people would do to try and like make sure that their animal could stay with them. Right. Like, and that's just nuts. So, but it, what, what it made me remind me of, uh, was years ago, uh, the woman who was actually killed in her apartment building, uh, by another dog. And, you know, she, that woman had had incidents with that animal and those owners before. And yet the apartment association, HOA seemed to do very little. So I actually wonder how much HOAs actually enforce this or have attempted to enforce it. I mean, I can think of some other stories, some other buildings, you know, big German shepherds in the hall, like other issues, nothing's ever happened. Right. I have heard stories where there have been dogs that have been threatening to people and, and, and the HOAs have not been able to do anything. So I, I'm very curious. I mean, we, we've been around for a long time doing this and it's not like we've heard every story. We've heard a lot of stories, but I am definitely curious if HOAs have ever actually followed through on a rule that said, if your pet is, you know, X, Y, or Z breed, or if it's above X weight, that it's not allowed. And would they make someone get rid of a pet. Yeah, there was actually uh, another building that was in the news a couple months ago uh, for a rental issue that they had in their building. It's a condo building, and someone was renting a unit they shouldn't have been. Uh, and uh, from what I understand, there's more to that story, as there always is. And uh, that uh, individual uh, also may have owned uh, an animal that was a nuisance in that building um, and created some issues uh, along the way. And yet, was there and, and so was the animal. So again, you know, it's, it's there, it's in writing, it, it, you know, it says, but it's, it's an interesting question because, you know, do you, people feel often, I think, more strongly attached to their pets than their children some days, these days. So saying like you're going to get rid of your pet, um, you know, isn't going to go anywhere. And this is your house, right? Saying like, well, we're going to force you to sell it because your, your dog's overweight. I mean, do HOA rules about dogs actually have teeth? I'd, I'd be curious. Well, and then one thing that we've seen over and over again, too, is um, pets being labeled as service dogs or emotional support dogs. I don't know that there's a 100% solid legal opinion on it, but there are people who say, well, I'll just have my dog declared an emotional support animal, and then you have to allow it. And that's another portion of the law that is... Uh, we don't even want to open like that. Yeah can of worms um but like beyond the weight limit restriction you do see we do see breed restrictions from time to time like uh american terriers staffordshire terriers otherwise known as pit bulls prisa canaria um, and um rottweilers dobermans german shepherds akitas yeah you, some of the dogs that are like the the big dogs, some of which are known for being big love sponges and others are not. Right. Which I've always, I mean, on the one hand, I kind of, I can understand that those sound like completely rational restrictions. Like, oh, you know, these are our animals with a, a history of, of incidents. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it completely discounts the animal 
the individual animal, exactly. the particular owner, you know, and it gets back to, you know, what people love to say, there's no, no such thing as a bad dog, just bad dog owners. Whole other story, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's uh, there's another building, speaking of uh, fun things that we CC in CCNRs, um, that says there is no weight restriction. But um, you have to be able to carry your pet through the lobby. Which is a fun one, right? And there's almost like this built-in, not, not I don't know that it's a fun one. Uh, it's an interesting, it's like it's got built-in discrimination. So why did they ever think that was a good idea? I mean, I'm thinking of the, we're, we're, we're hearing all of these um, heart-wrenching animal rescue stories coming out of the fires in Northern California. And there was one with a, a young woman, is a she was a junior college student. She was across town studying at two in the morning, realized this fire was bearing down. She raced across town to get her dog, a 70-pound pit bull, and they got she got the dog in the car, left the house, and they got stuck in so much traffic, and the fire was bearing down on them that she went home, got her bicycle, and she got a duffel bag. And she told her 70-pound dog, dude, get in the bag. She put the duffel bag on her back with her 70-pound dog in it and rode her bicycle out of the fire. So she could carry her 70-pound pit bull through that lobby. <laughs> right. You know, I, I guess <laughs> um, there's there's two parts of it, right? There's kind of like, you know, what is your uh, base level of, you know, ability to carry an animal? Um, and then there is like your highly motivated level, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like um, if something's on fire, like you'll find a way to carry your animal through a lobby, right? Exactly. Um, you know, but uh, on the day to day, I just thought that was kind of a really interesting one because it doesn't really prevent large animals. It just prevents small people from, or people that can't lift a lot. From exactly. Large animals. Well, there's, this is obviously another tangent here, but in New York, um, subway riders are allowed to bring their, animals on the subway as long as they can carry them and uh in a bag and i saw this thing i think it was on buzzfeed or something all these pictures of people having like here's a pit bull in a backpack here's a husky in an ikea bag that had four holes cut through for the dog's legs to go through people find a way with their animals people find a way that is such a true story um, and another CCNR story that reminds me of was uh, the unit building our colleague had where they couldn't find the CCNRs until uh, right before the offers. And so they didn't know what the pet policy was. And they found out there were no pets allowed, period. And all of their offers that were lined up to arrive and be reviewed suddenly disappear and that is um that is a very it's a very believable scenario because so many people like we said at the beginning buy a place because they want to have a pet you know so many landlords prohibit pets and people say i want to buy a single family home where i can have a pet or if they can't afford it they want a condo and um but there are pet restrictions and that one if i were buying into that building i'd say well we need to change the ccnrs about like the color of the blinds or something. And then, and then poof, suddenly poof, you, you, you can have a dog. You can have a dog. So when uh, most, uh, you mentioned earlier the, the limit on the number of pets and we'll often see uh, two pets total, only one of which can be a dog. We see that sometimes. So you could have one dog or one cat or two cats or one dog and one cat, but not two dogs. Exactly. Or sometimes you'll see like two domestic animals, and then, of course, when you get out into, like, what you can actually have with city life, you can have four chickens. You can? Yeah. 
But that's not the CCNRs. That's not the CCNRs. That's a single family home. That's a single family home. And then there's our CCNRs. <laughs> la, la, la. We did those when you had 110-pound Newfoundland. Yes, when uh, that was just one of our three dogs at the time. Yes. Right, was the 110-pound Newfoundland followed behind the 70-pound Basset Hound followed behind the 65-pound awesome, awesome dog of, of muddiness. Yeah, that was a lot of dogs. You've had some great dogs. See, but now we can form, like my current. <laughs> so when you're out looking for a condo, uh, it is important, uh, if you're thinking of or you have a pet, um, to make sure you review and understand. And if you're out there and you've had or uh, have had incidents on either side, either a pet in the building that you've owned or, or had issues with, we'd love to hear about it. Let us know. All right. Time to take the dogs for a walk. Let's go walk them. It's a beautiful day. See you later. Bye. Oscar Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.